What is up, guys? Welcome back to Rip City Rundown, emergency podcast recording on a Wednesday after we just dropped a podcast about seven hours ago and about 15 minutes. We dropped it at two o'clock Eastern time. The Dame trade went down at like 2.15 Eastern time. The Woj bomb came in. It's finally happened. And the craziest thing about all this is this is episode 100. There's a monumental episode. For those uh, listening on Spotify, watch just hold up a piece of paper that's at 100, or you can barely my, see the zeros. Yeah, but it's, my, it's my Wilt picture. Just before we get into the trade, thank you guys. Thank all of you guys for 100 episodes. We wouldn't do this if you guys weren't listening. So thank you guys for listening. Without further ado, we'll get into probably the biggest podcast we've ever done, and it just happens to be the 100th. Damian Lillard has been officially traded. The rumors are finally over. And it's to a team that we never once talked about. The Milwaukee Bucks swoop in, pick up Dame. The Blazers in return from the Bucks get back Drew Holiday, all-star caliber, all-star guard. They get back the 2028 first-round pick, or excuse me, 2029 unprotected first-round pick, and then pick swaps in 2028 and 2020, 2030. It's a lot, a, a, lot of, a lot of picks, a lot of swaps. And then... We get DeAndre Ayton from the Suns, a guy we've talked about. We can go all the way back to the trade deadline in 2022 when we talked about DeAndre Ayton, and we send out Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Overall, we obviously bring in Drew Holiday and DeAndre Ayton, and then some picks. My first question, you guys, where were you? What were you doing when the news dropped? I'll say I was entering class. Worst case scenario, I'm entering my class and a guy sits next to me and sees that I'm on Twitter. And he, this is a true story. He goes, oh, I can't believe that trade just went down. And I turn and I'm like, I'm a Blazers fan, man. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. But he doesn't know. Oh. It's not that bad for us. We, we like where we're at. Where were you guys when the trade went down? I was um, home from In-N-Out Burger. I'm back in my location, by the way. Back at my Oh, home. yeah, that is true. Okay, he's also back in college. A lot, a lot of change in here. A lot Came of change. back. Saw it was you guys on the notifications because I'm not on, you know, Twitter that much. And that's when I saw it. Honestly, I wasn't that depleted, probably just because I knew it was happening despite my positivity in the past. But um, yeah, it sucks. I mean, Dame has been a part of pretty much every pod, every video, like some way it's centered around him. And it's crazy. I can't believe he's gone. I mean, he's my childhood. I think he was drafted maybe when I was in like third fourth grade and I watched him up until then and it's been it's been awesome and you know he's my favorite celebrity and I'm not a big you know celebrity guy like oh my gosh celebrity like I know they're just people like I'm not like Swifties over here but Dame's an exception I think Dame is Dame's an exception he, he's my guy so I'll be rooting for Milwaukee assuming we don't make the playoffs which we will and um it's about all I have to say about that West uh what what was your story today um, I was actually sitting in my office just doing some work. I think I was like just eating lunch maybe, but literally when I got the text, I got, I got the original, like from the text from you, Cole. And then I went on Twitter because like, I don't have notifications on my phone because I just don't want to get blown up by stuff. But I was actually, Cody, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. I was watching a live uh, version of uh, Red Eyes by the War on Drugs, actually. It's <laughs> So serious and I, literally i get cole's text and then i'm on twitter and yeah man cody you kind of put it perfectly i that's 
my favorite athlete of all time. Dame kind of like represented small market culture and he represented like what a stand-up athlete is who doesn't let fame get to their head. And he's like a real, real guy. I remember when I was 14 at the Les Schwab Invitational, I got a picture with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm with looking smirk. stupid. He did. We've met him. At yeah. Time. Yeah. I'm, I was looking stupid in that picture, but got a picture with him and just, yeah, he, he repped Portland so well. He put Rip City on the map. Um, I can't thank him enough. And it's, I'm happy and content that he gets to compete for a championship in a small market, not necessarily a small market, but with a fan base that isn't going to take him for granted and with another superstar who's kind of cut from the same cloth in a sense. So I'm, I'm pleased with the outcome. I think, and people will notice this throughout this emergency pod, we're not necessarily upset because the shock factor is over. I mean, if you mm-hmm. saw us on July 1st, it was bad. July 1st was bad. It was getting heated in the suits. It was getting heated in the suits. Cash and I were actually watching that podcast, and we also <laughs> were watching the old draft live stream, just seeing our reaction. But, you know, we, we this day's been coming, so I think we are um, – we've kind of put it all in perspective at this point. Yeah, so uh, I think it's good – that we didn't record this podcast right when it went down because if you just go to our Twitter thread, the amount of emotions in it, it starts off. My first tweet is like, so happy for Dame. He has a chance to go get a ring. And then I'm like, "What? the, the package isn't that great. And then I'm like, oh no, we traded Nas. And then I'm like, oh, but Drew Hoday can bring him. It's, I think we finally settled down a little bit. And after settling down, I do think under the circumstances, this is one of the best this this is about as good as joe cronin could have done for all parties i think this package is while it's not the greatest package it's by no means a heat package it's not it's not the worst package possible sure what i've liked of him to get better yeah but i was always kind of more pro i want dame to go to a true contender when we were talking about the raptors and the rumor last night I was just kind of just a little iffy on it because I just felt like that's just you're almost recycling Portland for Dame with a little better situation, a little better chance to win. He's now he's now part of the best duo in the NBA, a team that won a championship in 2021 by far and by far. I mean, maybe Evan Turner's better, but I think Giannis is the best player Dame's ever played with. Oh yeah, by far. That that and the crazy thing, just and just to read it, reiterate to people, it's we're getting Drew Holiday, Aiton, twenty twenty nine first pick swaps in twenty eight and thirty. So really, the deal, and we'll get into this later. It's going to hinge on the return for Drew Holiday. That's kind of like the missing piece because obviously reports are saying we're probably going to flip him, whether that's before the season or the trade deadline. Yes, but the the crazy thing to me is that guess who so they fired Bud. Guess who's the like main assistant coach in Milwaukee now? Yeah, Cody, do you even know this? Oh, uh, do you know Terry who the, Stotts, uh, who's the, the number assistant one coach oh, yeah. I saw in Milwaukee? That. Yeah. Just that Im- is... just imagine Terry that, that that pick and roll, like the Dame Giannis pick and roll with Dame stretch, stretching defenses like all the way out to freaking half court and Giannis bullying the paint. And then, oh, okay, we'll throw a spot up to Middleton, spot up to Brooke Lopez. And by, Middleton's, and by the Middleton's way, child, yeah. Malik Beasley is like there. T- I don't know. Like the Bucks are scary. Um, yeah. might, have to get me a, bench. might have to get me a uh, Dame Bucks jersey. But 
Okay, we're, we're <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm kind of being Bucks, much of a fanboy, huh? The Bucks are probably, I would say, the best landing spot he could have ever gone to, even just before trade talks. Like, if I were to just think to myself, what would the best team Dame could go to to win a ring? I would say it's Milwaukee, even over the Lakers, even over Miami, pro- probably just because of fit. I mean, yeah, arguably, like that's being honest, like so well. watching these highlights, like you practically have to double team him. Two strides, Giannis is from the three point line to the cup dunking, yeah. and you mix that with Dame, and you can't put one guy on Dame, so it's just gonna be a one on one all the time. And like you said, Wes Middleton can get hot and Brooke Lopez. I mean, it's just the best. I think Milwaukee, assuming no injuries will happen, will, will win it all next year. I mean, you saw the odds that they released it, how they had the best odds as of right now. And just Miami and Toronto, like, what are you guys doing? You guys, Dude, you guys didn't pay enough. You guys were, you guys wussed out. And now you just made your opponent who you're going to have to beat just that much better. And yeah, like you said, you said it perfectly. Being a Heat fan right now would suck. I'm, I think as a Blazer fan, as a franchise moving forward, do we feel more comfortable? Do we have? Are we in a better position than the Heat? I think we are. Yeah, I, I do. The Heat. I well, think the Heat. Well, this and era. the thing is, people would look at you and call call you crazy if you like drop that take on Twitter. But like, I think, and I don't want to dive into the Heat that much on this podcast. But if you look at what they did last year, it was very great. But it. Again, it's I think it's a mirage in a sense. It's almost like the Blazers going to the conference finals in 2019. Like that prompted us to make win now moves with Norm and Rocco, which obviously was never did not work out clearly. So I think the Heat are just like you said, Cody, the Heat literally how many times as a franchise are you going to get a top 10 ish player? I'm going to say top 10, top 10 player in the NBA want to go to your team. And then you're too stubborn to offer what the Blazers really wanted and then you let him go to your not biggest rival but a team you're competing with in the east this is like this is like this is like Kevin Durant saying I really want to go to the Suns and I really want to you know make them a contender and then he just goes to the Nuggets like that's that's what it's like yeah like that's just that's it's just fumbling and you know there's there's coping going on it's it kind of makes me mad just about when like I I tweeted today when people are upset man the craziest things get said but um yeah a- anything else you guys want to touch on in regards to miami because i don't really want to talk about just it. well Not yeah much. just before we obviously we're a blazer podcast so we will get into the main portion of the blazers and what we got back but there, again there's so many reports coming out about what was offered and what wasn't if the reports are true and it says that miami never wanted to up their initial offer once then they're bogus and then Apparently, the Raptors didn't want to dangle OG on an OB. Uh, OG and Tamasai must be Kevin Durant on steroids because yeah. how do you not dangle OG on an OB? I hope that's um, cap. I hope that's not true. I, it's got to be what cap because if that's true, then Masai is so lucky he made that Kawhi trade because if he didn't make that Kawhi trade, he's the worst GM in, in, in the league because he's had so many opportunities to go get guys and he just doesn't want to do it. Um, yeah. But um, I'm last thing I'll say too Milwaukee. is I, I I mentioned this briefly in my instant reaction, but I do want to give Joe Cronin a little bit of credit in the sense that he kind of was the the alpha of this. He was like, "Screw you, Miami! I'm not going to cave in." And to all the people who are saying 
like what's the difference between Tyler Hero and two firsts and then Drew Holiday a first and pick swaps is the league actually values Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's and, and Drew Holiday's are, unique. are more valuable. Drew Holiday, I get he's 34, but when you're talking about the missing piece to maybe the Sixers, maybe the Celtics, maybe the Bulls, even the Bulls might I've seen reports of the Bulls. Maybe the Heat. Maybe, maybe so the funny. Heat. I mean, it's I mean, if you want to if Miami was offering us the Dame package, I mean, I'll listen to that for Drew. Yeah, absolutely. Which is just poetic justice, man. It's poetic justice. Um yeah, I think, speaking um, of Drew, let's let's dive into that to Drew and then we can talk about Aiden. But let's talk about Drew first. Drew is the um the X factor here. I, I wish our team was in a position to be good enough to keep Drew because I, I think he's an awesome dude, awesome player. But yeah, if this team, if this is the roster going in, I will change my pick from under 25 and a half wins to over because this team has a lot of talent now. It's like it is funny <laughs> if uh you just added like one superstar to this team, like a superstar three. This is a very very good team um but yeah i and what did we talk about like okay i'm not i'm not saying the blazers are going to go out and get a superstar three within the next five years because that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity and you got to take it you know Masai did with Kawhi. Yeah. neil didn't in his tenure but we when we were talking about the the five-step plan to be a contender you know trading dame was a big part of it and now you have the the possible assets because Drew Holiday, Lord, I, I'm not, I don't want to spew out false claims and tell you what the market is for Drew Holiday. I'm not sure, but teams definitely covet Drew Holiday. For Tyler sure. Hero grows on trees. He Malik a, Monk could be Tyler Hero yeah. the, like, like this year. Drew Holiday is a defensive beast around the. He perimeter. locked Dame up. Yeah, he did lock Dame up in 2017. Um, he's a win now player. Teams are going to want contending teams are going to want him now. So that's why he's most likely going to get flipped and why if he plays on Blazers, he'll probably get traded by, you know, in the short term. Um, We also obviously got Aiton. And this is really interesting because we were talking about how we need a big man. And what we're forgetting is Aiton's young. Aiton's 25 years old. So it's like we're not going to flip him most likely. He's going to – if Scoot and Shaden blossom into these – all-star caliber players he's going to be you know our starting center for our win now window wherever that is in the next five four three ten whatever years one one year so Mm -hmm. that's that's a very interesting thing because usually when you get these high level players you're just going to flip them when you're rebuilding but Aiden's the type of player where he's young enough like I think he's younger than Simons maybe or the same age but he's 25 Simons is 25 Aiden's 25 yeah, I was actually like looking today because I mean, we're probably gonna keep him for the future, so interesting well, as well. I think if you're the boy, like that, look, Aiden's a former number one overall pick. I haven't, we're obviously not super in touch with the situation in Phoenix, so we're not, I'm not really sure why Phoenix just gives up on him, especially by bringing in Nurk. It's like, okay. I I think it's a I solid think. move for the Phoenix. I think it's very ironic that they have Nurk and Eubanks as their two centers now. We were talking about that <laughs> last week. We FaceTimed, but they're a team that they're tr- they're trying to run the the twenty eleven to twenty fourteen Miami Heat route, where they have three star star players and then fill it in yeah. with not necessarily gr- yeah star caliber players, and just fill in the holes with role players that 
like just get 10 role players that might not be that good and hope four of them pop. They're probably just I, hoping I that one of Nas or Keon pops. I would assume it would be Nas and not Keon because you know, Nas uh, Keon was struggling in summer league. Oh, no, wait, he got hurt this past year. Um, I am a Nas guy, though. I was sad to see him go. But I think it's smart from their point of view. I, I do think other teams actually probably value Nurk more than we do because we see Nurk shortcomings. I wouldn't be surprised in four months. Uh, Phoenix Twitter's complaining about how Nurk misses his bunnies. Like, that's probably going to happen. And Nurk is also a little better of a defender. And then Aiden had to run its course. He, It just wasn't working there. But one thing I did want to say, and it's really cool that we have Mike Schmitz in our staff and in our front office now, is you can go back and read Mike Schmitz's like old articles and old takes on uh, past draft prospects. And just like when he was talking about Scoot and how he really loved Scoot when he wrote about him two years ago, he was a guy that was super high on eight and two. And Joe Cronin really trusts Mike Schmitz when it comes to talent. So they're probably thinking they're not just bringing in a guy that's going to average 14 and 10 and be a role role player caliber center for the next five years. I think they think Aiden can get to that all-star potential and truly be one of the centerpieces of this team in the future. I mean, whether that's the number three, whether that's the number two or anything else. So I think that's the Blazers really value Aiden. Um, yeah. That's why we've been trying to get him for the past year. Or two people years, say about so. Aiden, he has like he's built, he has the tools, but he just doesn't have the what's the the mentality, the skill set, whatever you want to call it. Things that can change. He's he has the tools. So I think time yeah. will only make him better for us. And and I think him coming to a situation where there's not a lot of pressure, where he can actually kind of be a focal point because Phoenix has been going the superstar route. Like Aiden is overpaid. Like we're not gonna and I saw many people saying, like, what's the difference between Aiden's contract and Hero's contract? Again, guys, if anyone in Miami stayed up and watched Blazer games, they would know we don't need guards. Aiden actually, like, the, who, our starting center, if we didn't get Aiden, was going to be, what, Baji? Yep. Like, Aiden is someone who is now going to be no, given... No, Joe. Dang. <laughs> he's going to be given the room to... Uh, to to I mean, again, he's 25. He still has room to grow. I don't think he's in, he's definitely not entered his prime yet. I mean, on Phoenix in his better better seasons, he was like 18 and 10. He was a stud when they went to the finals. He was 18 and 10. And it, to me, it makes perfect sense to do this deal because obviously Nurkic needed a change of scenery. Aiden needed a change of scenery. Clearly, Phoenix is high on Nurkic and we're very high on Aiden. So. To both sides, they're content with the deal. Aiton fits our timeline better. He changes the profile of our front court dramatically because he gives us athleticism mm -hmm. and he actually gives us like 77 per second. Maybe I don't think it's 77, but way better finishing around the rim, yeah. which will be nice to see the four footers drop. And, you know, to me, like if Scoot can develop, th this could be a an, an overreaction. Definitely it's an overreaction right now, but. In totality, at their peak, a scoot eight and pick and roll. If all breaks right, like that's a that's a great one five combo. Mm -hmm. And I was going to compare it to Dame Nurk, which I won't. I'm not going to compare that stuff yet. But just the athleticism and just I can see the direction the Blazers are going. And I think Aiton is a perfect in the middle guy that can give you some counting stats right now, but can also contribute later. I do think this is one of the few trades you see, especially few three team trades. 
where every team is coming out of it saying they you could argue they won. Obviously, the Bucks got the best player in the deal, and they are the championship favorites now. The Suns got exactly what they wanted this offseason in depth, and they're they didn't have to cost it didn't cost themselves a major downgrade at the starting center spot. Nurk is probably a slightly is a downgrade, definitely skill wise, but fit and scheme wise, he might be a small upgrade over Aiden for Phoenix. And then the Blazers got what they feel like is a flippable asset that where they can go get more draft capital. They got very solid draft capital because Dame's not going to be in, on the Bucks in 2028 and in the 2030 Dude. and all that. So those could be yeah, very that's, valuable that's picks a down the line. Point. And then so, Aiden is a guy we value. So that's a great point because those those picks, it's too hard to project. Like I was actually like talking to Cash, who's our our Cole and I's brother, who's a sophomore in high school. The 29 class, or maybe it's the 28, would be someone from Cash's grade who's a one and done in college. So like maybe the Blazers, PC. Like, I, so. like, I was like, I was like, you, you know what's crazy is like there's some, like when the Celtics traded Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett away, who would have known that a middle school Jalen Brown would be a part of that deal? Like you just, it's so far out in advance, but. It's a gamble I think the Blazers were willing to take to bet on Milwaukee, again, a small market team, when the Damon-Giannis tandem has possibly run, run its course and it's 2029-2030. They're betting on Milwaukee to be worse than Miami, which is a great bet because Miami is never in the lottery. And if they're in the lottery, they're picking 13-14. So I think that is a good bet for the Blazers. The other thing I was going to say, I'm trying to remember, because, oh, yeah, imagine it's next June. Game six in Phoenix, and Nurk just got switched out on a dame on an island. <laughs> like, just think about that. Dame on an island in the finals. That would just be hilarious. Um, dame same food. I had an idea. I, oh, yeah. Joe Cronin. Interesting. Um, I like to praise him a little bit because I've talked a lot of crap about him in the last six months. Um, you know, it was mostly emotions because I just wanted to win, and I hope. I think you guys might have been on that train as well. But, you know, he he maneuvered his way and contained his elements to build the final product, which will hopefully be a championship. And now I probably won't judge him until, whatever, four years down the line and see how everything shapes out. But um, the reason why I was just so mad on Joe Cronin all this long is because it's just the lies. It's the lies. Maybe I overreacted, but it's the lies. He said he's going to you know, build this team to winning a winning team now and build around Dame hinting at that. So when he drafted Scoot and everything in the last year, you know, it really triggered me. So, but now that Dame is officially gone and we are officially in this rebuild, and I know we've been saying that for quite a while now, how are we we officially in this rebuild? Well, now we officially are because Dame is now gone. Now I can finally just relax, I guess, and see how everything shapes out before I, you know, make a judgment again. But that's why all the Joe Cronin overreactions happen because of the lies. But excited for our future. How are you guys feeling about Joe right now after all he's done? And then, boom, today just completely changes his reputation. His The yeah. floor is yours, Cole. Um, I am by no means – gonna do what you just did and like fully apologize because i'm still just frustrated because... I, 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 I am not fully apologizing. okay yeah um i'm just saying 
you know, he's right. He's right. He's right. Here's where I'm at. Joe Kern forced him. Joe Kern forced himself into a super hard situation. Um, all his fault. Um, but I think if I was him, if I was a GM in this situation, I would do a very similar thing to what he did because it would have been very, very hard, and I would have. It would have been hard for me to be happy with Joe Cronin, even if the package was so great. If he really was going to send Dame to Toronto or send Dame to Utah or Orlando, that just wouldn't have sat with me right because it's a real thing. You do reward your stars if they're asking out. If if you're basically forcing them out, it's not Dame that's wanting to ask out, even though technically he did. We all know it's because they wanted to go a different direction. So I'm glad he didn't do that. And I'm also really glad that he didn't just uh, be a yes man to Miami and just send him to Miami. Um, and I do think the package he got is it's solid. Um, I'll be very curious to see what we do with Drew Holiday because if Drew Holiday, if Drew Holiday brings back two first round picks, then this trade package just skyrockets. I if Tyler Hero's worth a first round pick, I got to think Drew's worth two. I I do one thing I do hope that we get in a, a return for Drew Holiday is another actual player because I don't want to rely too much on picks. I would love to get another big that's somewhat young. I don't know who would be interested in Drew Holiday right now, but maybe uh I saw a team, the Pelicans, maybe they're interested with him again. Get Trey Murphy for and and a pick or something from the Pelicans. Send him back to the Pelicans and bring back a guy that can be a part of this core. Um, so where I'm at with Joe Cronin, I don't know. I'm just I'm still not happy with him. If I saw him, I wouldn't want to go congratulate him and tell him how good of a job he did because I think this team could be a somewhat contending team this year if he did things differently. But with the route he did and what he's done, um, again, it's too early to judge. I'll just say I'm not pissed. I'm not royally pissed. I didn't look at that trade and was like, oh, my gosh, a Joe Cronin, send them to the freaking mob and let them just let the let the Portland mob do whatever they do. I'm OK with I'll, I'll let him breathe. He get he gets another chance. He squeaks by the skin of his um, teeth. For me, I've been the. Uh, I've been the guy who's, I don't want to say been like the Joe Cronin fanboy, but I've defended him a little bit more. I've taken that position. So for me, um, I'm just happy he kind of justified what I thought he would do. And that's not just get on his knees for Miami. And, you know, all the Miami fans are upset. And when you're in, when you are a part of an entitled franchise and you're an entitled fan base and you think you can get what you want because you're disillusioned because LeBron signed with you 10 years ago and you got the big three, Things don't always go your way and you got to pay up for SARS and they didn't. And they, you know, the, you know, the meme, they after around and they found out, you know, that's, that's just how it goes. Um, so I'm glad Joe didn't um, just bow down to the Miami offer. Um, I view it as just a check on the checklist. Um, you had to get this done. Um, like I said, and like you said, at the top of the show, you thought he threaded the needle between getting Dame to a preferable destination while also doing stuff that's good for the future of the franchise. Um, in terms of grading him on this deal, got to see what the Drew Holiday return is. I think that's very clear. Um, 
And I definitely want a young player back as well in the Drew Holiday thing. Um, That would be preferable. But I do think people are over or underrating the fact that DeAndre Ayton is still a young player. I get he's on a max, but, you know, he's not like some veteran here. Um, And he has finals experience. Maybe I'm overrating Ayton a little bit, but I'm excited about him. I saw an interesting move. Um, Again, these are just ideas being thrown out on Twitter. And Twitter, we were all completely wrong about Dame to Milwaukee, so these are all wrong too. But I saw one. It was Chicago gets Drew Holiday, and we get our first back along with Patrick Williams and possibly Lonzo. I would love that. See, that's what I hope we get back in return. I don't really care about more draft capital. If we could get one piece that could be a part of a rebuild, um, then I would definitely take that. Preferably a wing, obviously. Definitely don't trade for a guard. I'll take picks over another guard. Um, But, yeah, if you get like a Patrick Williams, I don't know if the Bulls would do that, but I can't think of guys off the top of my brain that I think... Philly's very interested in Drew Holiday. Huh? Philly's very interested in Drew Holiday. Yeah. Austin is. Again, because think about it now, like <laughs> in a way that in a way the Blazers are defining the Eastern Conference race here. I mean, Dame's and, gonna go to Miami. I mean, Dame's gonna go to Milwaukee and Drew's gonna probably go to another Eastern Conference game. Yeah, I was gonna say the Blazers are even though this Dame trades over, they still probably have one of the most or the most valuable trade piece championship altering players on the market. So I think the Blazers are still going to be in trade rumors for the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I won't be nearly as invested. I'll be invested, but obviously not nearly as emotionally invested. Um, can we, are there any guys, let's talk about the, who we sent to Phoenix. Nurk is gone. Don't know how you feel about that. Nasir is gone. I definitely was a little sad about that. Um, but reality check, Nasir has not been that good. And maybe he blossoms in Phoenix, but it's, I think uh, Nasir was just a classic example, and I fell completely, or I am still a part of this. He's just a guy that right. you drafted, and you th- he has this high potential, and he's such a lovable player, he's such a likable player, and you just want him to be good, but he just hasn't been good. And then Keon, no offense, Keon, but yeah, there's just there was no there was no room for Keon in the new. I'm gonna miss. There was I'm no room for Keon on any team. I'm gonna miss Nurk a bit. Um, he's been on our team for seven years. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Seven years, definitely the second longest lasting Blazer since Damian Lillard. And today, I don't even know who the longest lasting Blazer is. I think probably. it's Anthony. I, I know. I think it's Simons, which is crazy. But Nurk, you know, I think <laughs> even though he wasn't the best fit for our team. It was fun watching him develop. I mean, he wasn't he was kind of a nobody when we first traded for him. And on the on the three tier of Denver centers between Mason Plumley, Nurk, and Jokic, he does fall in the middle of that. Unfortunately, we couldn't get Jokic. That would have made things a bit differently. But I think he was better than Plumley. And because yeah. I think it was the center we had in 2014-15 ish. Something like that. But you know, it was fun watching him, fun character. But um, part of me will definitely miss him. So yeah, I'll miss Nurk. Hope he succeeds in Phoenix. Um, I agree. I miss Nurk. It was just, and we've talked about it extensively on this podcast. It was just time for a different style of center. Um, I think Aiton could 
fill that void very well. Uh, last thing before we wrap up, because we want to keep it decently brief. Uh, I have a little game for you guys. It's called overreaction or underreaction. Okay. Yep. First one. Yeah, I'm basically going to give you a statement and you tell me if I'm overreacting or underreacting. First one is Drew Holiday will not get traded until the deadline. Wait, is it like, how do I answer that? You just tell me if that's like an overreaction or an underreaction. That's um... like, do you think he'll get dealt now before the season starts? Or do you think it's crazy? Like, do you think people are, are overreacting to the sense that he could? No, they're not. Um, because I do think there's a world that he stays for half a year. We kind of let the East or West, we let the just championship teams kind of start falling into place and then teams get more desperate at the trade deadline. And a lot of the times packages are much bigger. And this is, we were okay, possibly keeping Dame until the trade deadline. This has way less awkwardness involved with it. He could be a good mentor for Scoot for half a year. Um, yeah. Teach him how to play some defense. Well, you, Cody. You agree with Cole? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll follow what Cole says. I think there's a, it's it's an underreaction because people will. I think there's a great chance that he'll stay for part of the offseason or the offseason yeah. until the trade deadline during the regular season. Yeah. Next one. Um, let's just assume Drew does get traded um, and will not be on this team. Uh, the Blazers, as currently constructed, and you add a maybe another young player uh the blazers make the plan is that an overreaction that is i don't think that's an overreaction um i think it is because i do think the west is just still super deep i do think adding aiden and then adding probably something from a drew holiday trade or just keeping drew holiday uh this team definitely has potential to make a plan just based like the nba is super talented obviously they're going to be one of the more still least talented teams in the east but i mean if aiden pops if anyone on this team pops um you could do what the thunder did last year and sneak into the, the plan but sure. i will still i'll still say we we won't make a plan sure there's a chance to make the plan but i think there's virtually no chance just because every west team's basically all in honestly other than the rockets so i think with how competitive the west is like the west has like like you know 14 or 13 teams that are trying and only a few of them are good the east has like five like super good borderline juggernaut teams and then the rest are kind of just mid i don't think yeah. we no chance okay next one just because he's playing defense like no one maybe instead of just, just say yes or no that's probably a little easier but it, you're like overreaction no yes blah blah just say yes or no this one is a three-parter and it includes dame okay the first one is does damian lillard win a championship with bucks yes or no yes yeah does Damian Lillard win multiple championships with the Bucks? No. Yeah. Does Damian Lillard win a finals MVP? No. Uh, I, I actually maybe because maybe. you want to know the biggest the biggest fault with the Bucks this whole time is they is Giannis can't close. And it had to be Chris Middleton when they were like going on that finals run. And Chris Middleton did a valiant effort. They won the finals. But you're adding the best closer in the league by far to this team that is was already good enough and would just sometimes struggle in close games because Giannis couldn't get it done. This dude, this team imagine is- like you we're gonna be watching. Sorry, you're lagging. I thought you stopped talking, but we're gonna be watching the Bucks in the playoffs and like be hard rooting for them, not Blazer level, but like you're gonna have that feeling of just really wanting an NBA team to win a freaking basketball team, which hasn't no, happened. yeah, it's 
it's similar to me when people i think people know by now i'm a panthers fan when cam went to the patriots i don't think i'm going to be rooting as hard just in general um but i do feel like once the playoffs come around i'm going to need dame i'm going to want dame to win so bad because i don't want to deal with the trolling if he doesn't because with the playoffs, there's only so many basketball games you can watch. And then once it just gets narrowed, it's like, I'm watching Laker games for fun now. And it's like, you know. Yeah. Last, uh, there's a fourth part too, to the Dame, yes or no. Last one. Uh, Damian Lillard retires as a Blazer. Yeah. Well, do you mean like signing a one-day contract or do you mean true? Like I mean, like truly, season? truly signing a legit contract. It can be that men, but he's like mm-hmm. not. Uh, not a I'm going to say no. Imagine this. Dame comes back six years from now after winning. Uh, three Pete in uh, Milwaukee comes back. Scoot and Shaden are all stars. Dame gets a vetman, just absolutely goes torch mode in the playoffs. Wins Finals MVP, get, gets a ring, and retires. And icing and, on the cherry on top. And Milwaukee sucks, and we have other picks. And sure. Um. Yeah, we're we're gonna head of ourselves. Uh, next one. Uh, DeAndre Ayton will be the leading scorer on the team this year. No, because Simons is going to average 30. Yeah, no. No chance. Okay, that's all I have. It's just interesting there. Um, Actually, no. One more, just super, super spicy. Um, you It can be at any point in their career. Like, I'm not going to say in three years or in four years. Uh, The Scoot and uh, Ayton pick and roll will be better than the Dame Nurk, collectively. That's so hot. Um, I mean, thing. yes, but I'm lying right now through my eyes. But yes, <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> I do. I I hope we're not like overrating Aiden too much. I think he has a great chance to well, be really he hasn't good. Played a basketball us. game yet. <laughs> I think it's more guys. just. I think it's more that. It's just. It's, I don't know. It's exciting that we actually got someone over six eight who has potential and is a former like finals contributor and number one pick um i know that the blazers have had their big problems in the past that's added out of the control knock on wood but i i it's just like with the injuries and stuff but wait what I, number is eight what number he's number 22 22. Not close, Wes. Not close. Um, okay. For some reason, I thought a guy, a guy that a big that we drafted first overall in the past was number was number 22. Sam Sam Bowie. No, not Greg. Bowie. Um last Greg, Greg was 52. Before we before we wrap up, uh you guys can take the floor for like 30 seconds and say any closing remarks about the Dame era. I'm sure we'll talk about them in the future, but. Um, I think the picture behind you sums it up best. It's over. He's waving goodbye. Dang. If you can find us while that. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. That'll, that'll still stay up. Then that ball behind you is signed by Damian Lillard and those shoes up there are Damian Lillard shoes. Dame. Um, Dame. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Again, this was the hundredth episode. I would have liked it to be something a little more special. Um, but excited for Dame, excited for the future of the Blazers. We'll have more in-depth things to talk about over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. And uh, let us know what you think about the trade. Give us a grade. Um, we'll see you guys next Wednesday uh, for episode 101 in the new era of the Blazers. So peace out, guys.